And welcome back, everybody, to the freaking awesome podcast. And this is episode 51. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> let's kill that bass head. Let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T-Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome everybody to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Bose, and sitting across from me, COVID style, is Matty G. <coughs> yeah. Hey, how's it going? Oh, Jesus, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly why we can't record in the same room anymore. <laughs> I had to do it on one of the episodes. Yeah, knew it was coming. yeah exactly. <laughs> you're sick, but you're just not that kind of sick. <laughs> yeah. More twisted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you doing, Tony? Uh, doing wonderful. Living life to its fullest as much as you can. Uh, Ella quarantine. And, um, you know, the things are kind of opening up here, which is really, really nice. You know, they're thinking about going into stage three and uh, hopefully just in the positive way and not, as most people say, stage three. Um, yeah. <laughs> we are very fortunate enough to uh, have a legend in the business joining us today. Uh, he was the front man for the B-52s. We have Fred Schneider. Fred, thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you very much. Um, well, why don't I do a parody that not everyone does with my voice, which is really uh, awful, <laughs> okay. uh, introduce the show. That would be awesome. Hi, this is Fred Schneider of the B-52s, and you're listening to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing. That's putrid. That's super fun. Uh, Matty G, how about before we get started into the show, we uh, get going with the news? Absolutely. Let's kick it off. All so, right. my first article reads, get your ass covered. Karen scolds woman wearing bikini at the beach. Oh, boy. So I'm sure you've heard of, like, this whole internet craze right now where basically anybody bitching about anything is called a Karen. That's, yes. That's what they've dubbed it. Yeah. That, that's the new. Um, yeah. Well, finally, a story about Karen that doesn't involve masks because usually it's about masks. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So or cats. A woman in upstate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. A woman in upstate New York uh, demanding a fellow beachgoer cover up even though she wasn't naked. Um, TikTok user Aria was making a video for the social media website while wearing a bikini that didn't cover much of her rear end. And then another woman actually came up and interrupted her. The woman said the, that her boys were staring at her ass, which is hanging out in a public place. <laughs> she then offered the bikini wearer a pair of shorts to put on uh, as she had an extra pair. And huh. uh, and then she goes on to quote, I mean, get your ass covered, the woman says. And uh, the woman told her that uh, she couldn't be nude at the beach, which the, the girl clearly wasn't. Like she was she was in a scant bikini for yeah. almost for the photo shoot. Right. Yep. Yep. So anyways, uh, so so the woman actually went and raised a complaint with the park workers uh, <laughs> who said that there's actually no rule um, that they can ban any type of swimsuit. Um, and the, the park were, uh, workers were, were men. So that, that's yeah. great. Okay. So first yep. of all, this is clearly a problem with your children. Not, not this woman who's clearly just trying to film a, a video. Uh, secondly, that, I mean, that takes a lot of gall, right? To walk up and demand that someone else at a beach cover themselves up. Like I've been at a beach for the last, geez, almost a week now. Uh, my family and I go to the beach on a regular basis at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, People are wearing what they're wearing. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, maybe it was like a, a jealousy thing that, uh, you know, this this woman was, uh, I don't know, PO'd. A, Showing off her stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I It's definitely a, a case of a Karen. Just, a case of the Karen, yeah. Just, just hating. Sega bitching. Yep, just hating. <laughs> That's crazy. What do you got, Tony? Okay, my title is Cheeky Corpse. Georgia detect Detectives Discover a Body. Uh, in Alan Hurst. Uh, Georgia. It seems a major crime for Allenhurst uh, in a town of less than 700 people in the southeast Georgia. A female body was spotted by a railroad tracks. 
uh, Liberty County deputies gathered uh, on the scene and waited for the coroners. It took a while before they realized the joke was on them. The corpse wasn't actually a body, but a sex doll. Uh, the detective Mike Albritton uh, said the officers found the female humanoid Tuesday afternoon. Uh, the TV reported that the under the department policy, deputies can't touch a dead body until the coroner arrives on the scene. Once the coroner arrived, they, uh, of course, came close to check the body for a pulse and realized that it was actually just a fully dressed sex doll. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So, well, I mean, here is maybe the real crime is that someone's throwing away a sex doll. I mean, these things are apparently pretty expensive. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't know. You can't, you can't throw away a sex doll during COVID times. No, exactly. Besides, nobody really want to pick up a used sex doll anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, A, keep it because it's a lonely time. And, and B, no one's going to take that chance. That's right. Maybe it opened up into stage two down there, and they were just like, well, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the beach. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the action's at. All right. What else you got, Matt? All righty. Uh, next one. This one's pretty good. I think you'll like this one. So, shocking ale. Electric fence keeps drinkers back from the bar in English pub. Go on. Yes. So a man walks into a bar and into an electric fence. No, it's not a joke, but rather the novel measure taken by one Cornish pub to enforce distancing rules to stop the spread of COVID-19. The landlord of Star Inn in the village of uh, St. Just, southwest England, has installed an electric fence in front of the bar to make sure that social distancing guidelines are followed. <laughs> Quote, if I had put a little bit more rope there, I don't think anybody would have taken this much attention as they had to... Uh, to an electric fence, right? So yep. he, he, the article kind of talks about how they were trying different things and they ended up on electric fence because uh, other things weren't weren't working as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the pubs in England were... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, uh, you know, we, we've both uh, mentioned on a previous episode how we've, uh, we've all had a little bit of experience with the electric fence. Uh, yours with the uh, proverbial whiz on the electric fence and mine just grabbing yep. hold of it. So uh, I, I could definitely say that would uh, keep me back six feet from the bar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, pubs in England were allowed to reopen on July 4th. Yeah. Um, but... But uh, they must implement social distancing measures. It's a mandate. Yeah. Um, and that includes minimizing staff contact with customers and reducing time that pub goers spend at the bar, which I think would be a challenge for most, you know, of, of your of your regular folks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So McFadden said the rules represented a big cultural change for his pub. Uh, I run a small bar. Everybody's accustomed to sitting at the bar and yeah. pushing at the bar. They can't do that now as things have changed. Although the fence is not turned on, McFadden said that the same logic, which works in the nearby farms of rural Cornwall, works for the local drinkers too. <laughs> so, so yeah, don't, anyways, don't I thought even that was that pretty, yeah. pretty cute. Yeah. Fred, have you ever had uh, any experience with electric fences at all? Um, no, I just barely escaped the electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more extreme than that uh, than that orange line so <laughs> they get the sponge on your head and then you just you just left <laughs> i left i left the state <laughs> that's the best that's the best way to get out <laughs> yep right at the awesome. last moment it's like okay i've used up my welcome here time to hit the dusty road <laughs> what are the laws over here again <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, you know, it's really funny about the uh, the electric fence um, because, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of using that. Uh, oh, I can't remember which uh, psychologist had used that uh, that theory of just putting it there alone was enough to keep people back from it. It was clearly they said they didn't turn it on. And, um, you know, there's a part of me that still has that curiosity that if you walk up and you saw the line and, and you're thinking, OK, this is a public place. You know, people could bump into this. Could this actually happen? I think I would touch the line just to see if it was actually live. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just that's, me. That's called call of the void. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's survival of the fittest. This is why it's I probably like, would have died no. off really early in, the, in evolution. No, dude, that's actually a real thing. It's a real scientific thing. It's called call of the void. And it's like where humans get this uh, inkling to do something that's not typical uh, or or put yourself in danger. It's like you ever been driving 
and you you've had the thought like fuck I could just pull into the other lane and fucking flip this bitch. Only- That's called call to the void. That's a real thing that happens. Like people people have those thoughts. Anyways. Only when my kids won't stop arguing in the backseat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's I know it's kind of a dark thing to talk about, but yeah. it's a, a very <laughs> real thing. It's it's I guess it's just part of human nature. <laughs> Great. Now we're gonna have so. child services pulling up in my house. <laughs> so you went on the record by saying <laughs> No, yeah. I didn't. I was Matt. You can never tell who's talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll give you Matt's address. <laughs> okay, my last article. Uh, fantasy. Uh, t- <laughs> my goodness. Okay, so this is this is a bit of an odd one, um, and then hopefully we can go through it pretty quick. I'm going to try to paraphrase a lot of this because it was a really big article. But a pair of hired men um, show up for a man's broom sexual fantasy, but they turn up at the wrong address in the wrong bedroom. Oh, my God. Go on. Yes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> basically, uh, two men snuck into the bedroom of a house of a man who had hired them to carry out a very strange sexual fantasy to be tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. But only to discover they'd gotten the wrong address. So two men from Sydney, Australia, made their apologies as they left a startled victim's house uh, as they showed up at their bedside and uh, and and kind of woke them up out of a sleep. Uh, the basically, the, a man went on to Facebook and hired two men uh, to basically pay them five thousand dollars to show up at their house uh, at this guy's house, tie him up, and tickle him with a broom. Um, except for the two men had gotten the wrong address snuck in through the window of the house and then worked their way up to his bedroom and then said, uh, like, are, are you Kevin? And the person, of course, woke up with a start and was like, what, what, who are you? What are you doing here? They're like, are you Kevin? And they said, no, not. Of course, they 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 continued to, like, berate this person, like, but we're here to grab Kevin. And, and eventually they had to admit that, okay, okay, I think we're in the wrong house. Shook their yeah, hand. Man, I would have been like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm Kevin. <laughs> I want to see where this goes. Right. Um, so they they left the house immediately and then got a call from the actual Kevin to then go off to his house to, to go through this process. Meanwhile, the first person instantly called the cops as soon as they had left the house. Um, now, somehow, I don't know how they tracked this down because the article doesn't state, but they actually found the guys at the other house. And... Um, and, and basically arrested them, and uh, they were te- technically charged for breaking and entering on the other person and and threatening them, um, or what they felt threatened. But, uh, <laughs> like, honestly, all, all I could think of is, like, two men showing up with a broom in your house oh is probably the, the worst possible way to wake up in the middle of the night. Because, uh, personally, I, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people who, when I go to sleep at night, I, I guess I don't sleep super heavy because I'm on high alert, right? I'm always kind of worried about, like, my family and their safety because i got a house full of girls. And, um, like, if I even heard a, a creak from downstairs, I'd come flying down the stairs with, like, a, you know, a bat, a piper or something. <laughs> I mean, I I've, I think I've scared the crap out of the dog a couple times. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to go with this. I knew like you, I said, other than saying, yes, I'm Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I do. Oh, worst worst way possible to to wake up in the middle of the night. My name oh. is Kevin, and I'm home alone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if everybody wants the address to Matt's house, <laughs> now sex me and clean my kitchen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's what I do. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, going, "Are you here to clean the house?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Fred, <laughs> let's turn things over to you. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, uh, I, I should say, do you have a cleaner that comes to your house? <laughs> no, and I'm the world's worst cleaner, so. <laughs> Apparently, you can get men to show up at your house with a broom for $5,000. Just saying. <laughs> well, I, I would have them tickle me with that thing that they uh, dust phases and fragile things with that's on the end of like a long 
stick. Ah, yes. <laughs> like those yes. old feather duster things. Yeah, the old yeah, feather, feather duster. duster. <laughs> I think that'd be better than a broom. <laughs> right. I'm kind of like, is this one of those soft uh, synthetic brooms or is it the old corn uh, husk ones? <laughs> the corn room. Yeah, I'm thinking, <laughs> what, what did he last sweep up? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd just be screaming, what's the safe word? <laughs> and and was that like a, like it's part of the five thousand, like you have to bring a clean broom? <laughs> that, yeah, that's broom. Right. His broom or what? <laughs> Let me tell you, I know what I like like I blew a broom up glass and everything around my house, so I wouldn't want them using my broom. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think mine has cobwebs on it. <laughs> Well, I mean that that's almost like a feather duster if you get enough of them on there. That's true. That's true. Except <laughs> the spiders, I don't know. You have to make sure they're not poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily we get we don't get the too many poisonous spiders up in this area. So uh I think they just like freeze to death. They're only good for a few months of the year. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're pretty lucky up yeah. here in terms of spiders. Yeah, I, I couldn't live in one of the foreign countries where there's just like a ton of crazy poisonous insects or animals. Like I just well, Australia is the place that has those poisonous. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. So, spiders uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You poisonous know what? Everything. I would love to go down to Australia. There's beautiful pictures. I, it looks amazing. Um, but I'd I'd be afraid that even the beer would kill me. Like there's they've got everything out there that is possibly poisonous. Like if anything touched me, I'd be like, oh, take me to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. We went snorkeling, uh, the band and I, way back when, and on the Great Barrier Reef. But we spent more time looking behind us to see if a saltwater crocodile was coming along. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's my my big fear. Like I I love swimming. Uh, my kids love swimming. I love to go out. Um, I don't like marine life. I just don't. Um, I mean, even a perfect example, I was out with the kids yesterday. We went out to the beach. There's tons of these little fish everywhere, which was great because the kids thought they were super cute. Um, because I've got a lot of hair on my legs, the fish started attacking me and trying to eat the hair on my legs. And I'm trying not to freak out and be like, boo, they're after me and running out and then <laughs> scarring my children for life. <laughs> but, well, you know, be, you know, like Nair. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I could do that too, but uh, I don't know. I I mean, I find yeah, that uh, the trim hair that shit is Sasquatch, <laughs> right? or, or if your wife runs out in there, she can go in. <laughs> you know, I just find that the, the beautiful thing about Harry is it's um it's a wonderful like built-in sun protection. Like I don't have to throw suntan lotion down on my legs because like the hair just takes care of it. That's true. I yeah. just have my legs get vitamin D. <laughs> you know, everywhere I, else it's sunblock <laughs> yeah i but you know what i mean it's kind of like the reverse because then if you're walking around with suntan legs and everything else is white it's it's like when i'm driving i i always have one tanned arm all the time it's kind of like that <laughs> weird guy who like works out one particular arm and it's really muscular and the other side's weak i've just got a strong <laughs> tan on one side so kind of one side looks like beef jerky and the other side looks like an uncooked chicken <laughs> oh boy well well, be careful because that—that's how—that's how you get skin cancer. <laughs> oh my God, dude! I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna tan my legs, and then I'm gonna stay completely white, and then I'm gonna <laughs> wait until around Halloween, and then I'm gonna go out as a soft serve ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> we just take some medical tape and wrap it around your body a few times and put you out in the sun for an hour. <laughs> there you go. Genius. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> So um, let's talk about the B-52s. Um, the, the first question I've, I've got for you, and, and, and particularly when the B-52s were formed, you were right at that key shift where music was moving into, like, punk. Now... Yeah, we started out punk. You did? Okay. And, um, we, but we, we evolved our own style of whatever, and which I guess turned into a new wave. Mm -hmm. And... Um, but early stuff was really punky. Our first song was Killer Bees. Because mm -hmm. that's, you can know exactly about the time we wrote it because they had just arrived in Brazil and <laughs> causing havoc. Um, and But I think we were like the first new wave dance groups, you mm -hmm. know. Because you have a very um, unique feel to, to a lot of the music. And um, 
like I said, you've got like that original punk feel. Now, when a lot of the times if people try to do a research on the, the B-52s, or you look them up, music has shifted and changed so much over the last like even 20 years. But but like, let's say from 40 to 20 years that I remember as a, as a kid going in through um, record stores and you had very uh, set classifications of, of music. And I remember going like, you know, when you when you when you saw um like rock and heavy metal and all these things. And then eventually they got amalgamated into alternative music. And, um, and it's funny because the same thing happened with, with punk. It was just called alternative. And I don't know why. Yeah. Well, we were the alternative to bad pop music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, you have, um, it, you've got this punk um, flow with your music, but you still have that classic, you know, seventies, um, I want to kind of say like that 70s hippie feel to it, right? Like when you look at like movies like Austin Powers and that kind of 70s feel, um, it's like you captured that feel and 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 still made punk music out of it, which uh, quite made you guys like pioneers. And it's just kind of amazing. It's amazing to think over that time period um, how everything has now grown and shifted and shaped off of early music. It must feel nice for you to to be one of these early setters of, of that genre. Well, we didn't try to be like anybody else, and we couldn't have been. Um, we just, you know, it was five people with uh, shared lives and differences, and um, we put it all together and came up with the band. Mm-hmm. Now, you had mentioned earlier that the the Killer Bees was kind of uh, brought from a, a real life event. Uh, were were a, was a lot of your music shaped that way, like from something that you heard, read, or or did you just come up with like ah, I just like this idea. This is going to be fun. Um, no, actually, yeah, a lot of it, like Devil in My Car, we were all in uh, I think Kate's car, um, and some crazy preacher on the radio goes, the devil is everywhere. He's in your house. He's in your cigarette lighter. And <laughs> so we use that in uh, devils in my car. That's, that's actually really funny. <laughs> and um, for lava, I w- went to uh, the encyclopedia under volcanoes. And uh, I think that movie Krakatoa, East of Java, even though it is West of Java, mm-hmm. um, came on uh came out so we, we, we just have our finger on the pulse of <laughs> keep keeping the finger on the pulse at the time right really yeah yeah for sure when you had um because you guys did the uh one of the theme songs off of the flintstones movie way back when uh with uh, yeah. john goodman and rick moranis and i believe and i don't know if it was ever official but but was it just for the movie you kind of labeled as the BC-52s? Oh, the BC-52s for the movie, yeah. Yes, yeah. I, it was really funny because a lot of people after that, or a lot of the younger people, of course, at the time, I don't want to make myself sound too old, um, but the uh, a lot of people would, would then refer to the band as the BC-52s. And then there was like this constant conversation that would come up, and it's like, it's not the BC-52s, it was just the B-52s, it was for the movie. And uh, I think at one point there was a large... Uh, group uh oh i think there must have been like 20 30 kind of back and forth and arguing it and of course at that time you didn't have google at your fingertips and uh people didn't have cell phones that readily access the internet but uh there, there was a really fun uh argument that kind of broke out and uh it was i think it got to a point where there was so much con- like contest a bit against it that i was thinking maybe i'm wrong maybe they did relabel after that <laughs> but uh, i couldn't see a, a band changing it just because of a flintstone movie so no no <laughs> <laughs> now fred do you still rock a mad cowbell i can uh we're, we're pretty much on hiatus like everyone else so but i, I yeah I still play the cowbell <laughs> well amazing as they say you always need more cowbell more cowbell <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play anything else, so I might as well play the cowbell. <laughs> now, uh, for, the, for the other members, like the the Wilsons and, and whatnot, how did you guys all meet? Oh, that's all. You, you, should, you should just go to our website and get all that information. That's uh, 
and actually there's a book out now called Cool Town that tells the whole story of the whole Athens scene, which is re- and it's gotten really good reviews. It's called Cool Town. Cool Town. Right on. Oh, cool. And and people can just pick that up at their local uh, bookstore or on uh, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Get it from your bookstore. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I think everything is uh, shifting more towards online. Um, you guys had uh, now you particularly had gone on to uh, kind of work with several other bands. Um, I think it was the uh, uh, Fred Schneider and the Shake Society and the uh, the Superions. And yes, uh, actually, um, we, uh, we put out a single this year, um, "Head on a Leg." And back with um, Granny's Patchwork Quilt and The Love That Knew No Shame. Um, and I also work with uh, Ursula 1000. We have a single out, uh, Neptune Freeze. He has a CD out. Okay. And um, I'm working with uh, the Fabulous Downey Brothers. They're, they're a who. They're, they're wild. Right. They're based in, um, in uh, Washington. And I'm, okay. I'm working on an album with Hard Group from Public Enemy. We have a we're gonna have a whole album out. Hopefully, well, when we can get back together in the studio, he's in New Mexico and I'm in New York. Mm-hmm. I think I'd, I'd almost choose to be in New Mexico right now over New York. I mean, as much as I love New York and have uh, friends down there, well, I, I live outside the city, but I like coming back in because I get really bored out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, with now. You have a unique style of singing, and I actually uh, I had never heard this term until uh, I was doing uh, a little research on you before uh, before the show. Uh, it's a, a German term, and I'm not going to. I, I mean, maybe you're better at, at explaining what it is. Uh, as I my German, which is which is what my family's going to kill me, but uh, my my German is absolutely horrible, and I'm sure I would mispronounce it. Um, what was it? Yes. Yeah, see, I would have totally mis- mispronounced that. So, uh, yeah, you have to sort of roll your R a little bit. Yeah. So, oh, for, our lis- for our listeners, could you, you explain how, this, like, how, how old is this term? Like, what, where, where did this originate from? Um, well, I started out more talk singing. Um, I mean, I was the kind of person who didn't even sing in the shower. And if there was a sing along, I sort of, well, I'm, felt I was too cool to do, do any sort of sing-along, even if I was, you know, a little kid. <laughs> um, it's it's talk singing. But, you know, I finally wound up, I mean, I can sing, of course, yeah. uh, which I've been doing ever since, you know, more than the beginning when I did uh, talk singing, even though people would just think I was going chanting or something <laughs> or ranting. <laughs> <laughs> The um, the okay. I have to ask you. It is one of one of my favorite songs uh, out there. Uh, I remember when I was younger, my brother had uh, your your album with uh, Rock Lobster and uh, of course Love Shack, which most people are are uh, of course uh, would think is synonymous with the B fifty twos. Where did the idea for Rock Lobster come from? Oh, I um, I went to this disco um, in Atlanta. I was still living in um, Atlanta and coming up to Athens, but finally, luckily, moved to Athens. Um, and it was the two thousand, it was the two thousand and one disco. And instead of a light show, they they had a slideshow of puppies. Uh, made no sense as a gay disco. Puppies, uh, babies, lobsters on a grill, and I thought. Oh, Rock Lobster. Hey, that's a good idea for a song. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yep. Now, like I said, go to go to our website. We, you know, it's like asking the Rolling Stones. So, how'd you get together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the Rock Lobster, of course, uh, is uh, parodied at one point uh, on. Um, or, or I should say, was is covered at some point by uh, Seth MacFarlane in. Uh, uh, family Guy, and uh, if kind of like a six degrees separation. Now, you also did a little piece on the Cleveland show. Yes, I played a 
lady bank teller who sounds exactly like Fred of the B 52. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, so when you were approached for that, did, did someone say, Hey, I'd love for you to be uh, just a, as a cameo on the show, or it was like, we have a great character and we want them to sound like you. Oh, I'm a fan of the show. And I, I, I um, and the creator of the show, is apparently like a, a fan of of me. Oh, that's um, awesome! I guess I'm pr- as you know crazy as he is. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was great, and I thought um, I rack lobster. I mean, I love it all. <laughs> rack lobster. <laughs> it was such a. If anybody hasn't seen that episode, you really have to pull that up. It's really funny. <laughs> um, well, yeah. An- another a, a good story is. Um, uh, the New York Times reported that um, Osama bin Laden liked, he loved watching blonde women dance to Rock Lobster. <laughs> and so they asked, I forget what the question was, but I, but I said, well, why don't they just blast Rock Lobster and he comes ponying out? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That honestly, they should have just thought of that. Just get a whole big stage of of like blonde women dancing to the song, and it, this it, this wouldn't have been a, a huge problem. It would have been sorted so much earlier. Yeah, we wouldn't have Damn. had to go through all that, right? We, we did. Yeah, <laughs> there didn't even have to be bloodshed. He would have just been like, "I'll I'll just hang with the band." <laughs> really missed opportunity. <laughs> yep, totally. Why do we always have to go to like the worst case scenario, right? Like, why couldn't we just come up with an easier solution like this? Really, I agree. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what uh, what are you guys working on now? What are, what have you been up to? Uh, we're waiting for the uh, uh, Warners to. They're going to put out a deluxe edition of all our records again. Um, we were supposed to do two new songs, but um, because of Keith's in uh, Florida, and we wanted to work in Florida. Well, can't do it. Um, so <laughs> I don't now. know what's going. You know, just we have to wait. Uh, we're not doing anything till next year. Well, it's a good time okay. to have a little bit of downtime. Uh, I mean, it always seems like you're working on a lot. A of little. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, <laughs> ten months. You know, ten months of downtime, <laughs> right? I wouldn't mind At ten. Least. I wouldn't mind ten months of downtime. I got to work through it the day, anyways. Even even if I'm working from home. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm I keep busy. I'm I'm working on songs with a friend. Um, oh, he's based in Atlanta. He's also working with Hard Group, so I'm writing with him for his his album. That's excellent. I mean, it it definitely seems like you've got a lot of projects happening on the go all at once. Um, now, one thing I also love is is you really uh, you look at your a lot of different musical venues and and you kind of do a little bit more of like a, a comedy end of things. Um, is it just because you've like a really great sense of humor or did you, uh, love comedy or were you a little bit more into comedy at one point? Oh yeah. Um, I was, uh, into, uh, goofy sales as a kid. I mean, I actually was set. I, I'm old school. I mean, I remember the, the uh, daytime show and I would literally set my father's clock ahead one hour. So we'd leave so I could watch it. <laughs> so I both <laughs> and actually I watched with uh, two of my uh, grammar school friends a couple of years ago we watched an old episode that we were just howling mm-hmm. uh, that's ingenious I don't I don't even think honestly as, as much as I would want something as a child I'd never thought about messing with my dad's clock Pro- probably because he would have cuffed me really good but <laughs> I, I, I definitely there's lots of times where uh, I mean I was very lucky to to uh, have control of the television. Well, I, I was just happy to get rid of them because, you know, next came uh, the Officer Joe Bolton and the Three Stooges and then Zachary, which was the craziest. <laughs> right. Um, actually, we we, uh, we had just recently had Kid, to... Do your homework and look up these people. They were... <laughs> yeah, they no... were live TV and boy, if something went wrong, it went wrong. <laughs> no, I again, I hate making myself sound really old, but I, I was... Uh, uh, I was around during some of those days. <laughs> well, look who you're talking to. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> well, I it's uh, 
it, it's quite amazing. And, and I know as I get a little bit older and I have to uh, expect that a lot of those uh, heroes uh, of, of my time and things that I loved when I was young are uh, now uh, getting older themselves. And, uh, you know, we, we had chat. Uh, well, I mean, even uh, a few episodes back, we had chatted with uh, one of the gentlemen who do the uh, he used to do some voices from uh, uh, original Transformers and uh uh, Spider-Man cartoons and all these things and uh, it, it's just amazing when I look back and think of those were like the golden ages of the cartoon times and television and uh, and how things have progressed since then and and then I have to realize that my life is is spanned over the the age of technology and that's when I really start feeling old <laughs> you remember like when a, when a calculator came out and you're like this is fantastic <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's it's only the size of my notebook <laughs> yeah really <laughs> right and now we've got like an entire like what would what it would have taken an entire warehouse to process uh a few uh, lines of code is now in your pocket <laughs> oh my gosh yeah <clears throat> so true. yep all right well how about we move over to the second half of our show and that will be the rapid fire questions okay. with maddie g rapid fire questions Okay. All right. Perfect. So for our listeners at home uh, who are just tuning in for the first time, uh, Maddie's going to ask Fred 20 quick questions, and he just has to give us the first thing that comes to his mind. There are no wrong or right answers, technically. And uh, and we say quick, but you know, if, you, if it reminds you of something else, then we've got some time to go on. <clears throat> okay. Perfect. Uh, all right. Let's do it. Question number one. What made-up word would you register into the English language? Ain't. Ain't. Ain't? Yep. I like it. We haven't had that one yet. I like it. I use that all the time. Yep. Question two, what is the scariest dream you've ever had? Um, I was chased by a white gorilla around like a tool shed over and over for I don't know how long when I was a kid. Wow. It was real stupid. (laughs) That's a good one. That's still good. (laughs) And the fact that it was white and you still remember it, too. That must have been really struck a chord if it's still there. (laughs) Well, if if it was filmed, it would be like in a Three Stooges movie. (laughs) The old Benny Hill music. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah, really. (laughs) Um, If you you could pick a superpower, what would it be? Discovered the U.S. <laughs> Just blink away who's ever in this administration and govern take over until someone with sanity comes in. <laughs> I so love be, it. You'd be politician man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better politician <Super> man. <laughs> exactly. Super <laughs> liberal. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> first time we've had that that's, amazing. that's absolutely amazing uh, what uh question four what's your earliest childhood memory oh um well my father filmed started filming everything when i was four so i i remember all uh christmases and things like that that's the best so christmas time. when i was four years old yeah that's yeah amazing. that's amazing going back and and seeing that yeah. i wish uh Wish we had done that. I could still, I still love to go back to my childhood and think. I, I, I have fond memories of childhood Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Waking up when not everything hurts. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. When my kids wake me up for Christmas and I'm like, ah, oh, it's six in the morning. Go back to bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, question five: What activity makes you the happiest? Playing records. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Um. Question six, what foreign language would you most like to learn? French. I, I still struggle with that and their neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they teach it to us for yeah. eight years. I can either find a bathroom. Uh, yeah, I, I, I took Spanish and German. So. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I mean, French isn't all that far off from, from Spanish, so you'd be able to patch something together, I'm sure. Yep. Well, I can, I can read things in museums. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. I can ask how to get how to get to a bathroom and how to get the hell out of here. That's about it. <laughs> there you go. Um, question seven: If you could relive a decade, which one would you choose, and why? Oh wow! 
Um, actually, I would change them all. So. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's fair. So far, this one good. <laughs> it's rocking pretty good. Yeah. yeah, right on. Can we just take 2020 out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just just go to 2019. Then we'll we'll leave it at that. I mean, I haven't gotten into any major arguments or gone broke or you know been screwed over. So. But, but that's that's because you've been home for like four months without anybody talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe 2020 is four your months year. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. And you're you're a celebrity. You're always like one slightly like off kiltered prejudice tweet away from going completely off the rails. Yeah. So it's <laughs> <laughs> true. People make um, me want to go off the rails. <laughs> love it. Um, hey, do you have a go-to joke? Oh, um, well, I, I, I like really stupid jokes. So, um, I have one you can tell your kids that they're really young. All right. All right. What do you call a pancake that burps? I, I don't know. What do you call a pancake that burps? A Belgian waffle. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Love it. <laughs> That's going in the dad joke repertoire. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to make sure we make pancakes this weekend yep. so I can tell that joke. Oh, we just had waffles yesterday. Damn. Okay. Right? Yep. <laughs> if, they know, if they know the word belting, dude. Yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> um, what was the first movie that made you cry? Um, I don't know. It was a, well, no, it was a, it was a cartoon. It's when uh, the fox in Cast of the Friendly Ghost is being chased by those hunters and gets shot. Oh. Mm-hmm. I actually remember yeah. that episode. Yeah. Not a lot of people remember that. Yeah. But I, it's funny. I've brought that up in, in discussion. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. The best the best uh, intro my kids have ever had to Casper the Friendly Ghost was that uh, that movie that came out a while ago. And it was all right. But With Christina not... Ricci? Yeah. 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 Whoa. Question 10. Do you believe in aliens? Who doesn't? Robert Wall. Yeah, Robert Wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well, yep. too bad, Robert. <laughs> join, join the join the living. He's an alien. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's Only why I never thought of it. Don't believe in aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, if uh, oh, question eleven. How would you spend a hundred million dollars? Oh boy, freely. <laughs> that's just that's as good, good as, answer yeah it's as good as mine <laughs> lavishly um question 12 if PETA wouldn't track you down what exotic animal would you domesticate well i'm in PETA, so well we need to start the, uh bringing in a lot of different wild animals because they're, they're slaughtering them especially like giraffes and in Africa and other places. So I just say, whatever you can save, save them now. And if you have to like domesticate them or bring them into, uh, enclosures, you know, let's do it till they can go back home. Yeah. Repopulate as much as we can. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, question 13, what is your biggest pet peeve? What gets on your nerves? This administration. (laughs) <laughs> yep fair He's enough that. that's perfect 100 yep uh no better up here yep um question 14 what's the last thing you did just for yourself uh, you, you walk a dog go for a run write a song make a sandwich make a sandwich well i i, I did start writing uh a song today like i said for my friend uh, who works with hard groups. So writing. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Great answer. Um, if you could erase a, uh, one holiday from the calendar, which one would it be and why? Um, right wing appreciation day. <laughs> That's on the calendar. Wow. No, <laughs> he's going to put it on there yeah. and then take it off. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use my hundred million dollars to create a new <laughs> calendar event and then remove it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. That's awesome. Amazing. Yep. Uh question sixteen. What do you do when you can't fall asleep? 
mentally bitch. All right. Yep. Been there. Is there an actual back and forth argument, though? No, it's like, shit, I can't go to sleep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Question 17. What activity makes you totally lose track of time? Most any, because I've either been late or gone to the airport the wrong day or you name it. <laughs> does living. That, living. Does, does that happen on a regular occasion? You just show up at the airport and you're like, oh, fuck, I missed my flight again. Uh, okay, well, I guess I'll go the day early. <laughs> when that happens, I, I just be like, no, nah, I'm staying here. It's too much effort to go back home. <laughs> it's like you're always on an adventure. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the life um, <laughs> uh, question 18 what is the best thing you've ever eaten well it has to be between German chocolate cake and the best um, Ethiopian dinner ah, interesting. cool I, I'm curious about the Ethiopian dinner like what kind of uh, what, what kind of uh, food is that it's um, pureed vegetables you roll up in a really tangy sourdough like uh, pancake okay. and it's delicious. Wow. Yeah, that actually sounds that really sounds good. Sounds really good. I, yeah. You'd never think to try that. I have to look cool. around and see if I can find something like that. Yeah. Try something new. Got to try it once. Um, our palates are bland up here in Canada. <laughs> um, oh, you can find Ethiopian there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to yeah? just look a little harder. Yeah. We actually, Toronto. where we Toronto. live, where Tony and I are, um, there's actually a lot of like Thai and Cambodian. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, which we, we, I like. I, yeah. So, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong with Thai food. A few really good shawarma places. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm vegetarian, <laughs> so I do, I, but I do like Indian. Yeah. 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 Indian Indian's food good. is fantastic. What's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite flavor of curry? Like, do you, are you, do you like the reds or the greens or the yellows? Oh, I like Indian curries. I really haven't eaten that many. Haven't had the uh, Thai curries or the others. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. Well, question nineteen: Have you ever had a crush on a fictional character, and if so, who? Um, Bozo the Clown. Really? <laughs> No. <laughs> I was going to say, that cannot be it. It's like, that is a nightmare for me. <laughs> oh, clown. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, let me honk that nose. Right? Beep, beep. <laughs> I love the size of these clown shoes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, that's great. <laughs> you know what they say about those clown shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That would know what is a lot of shoe power. Yeah. They're misleading to everything else. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> question number 20. What's the favorite podcast you've been on in the last 12 hours? <laughs> well, I guess yours. <laughs> I think everyone answers that the same. Default, default. Everybody but Robert Wall. <laughs> He's an alien. We got number two, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what Buzz Aldrin says? <laughs> Second comes after first. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, excellent. We really appreciate all your time. Do you have anything that uh, social media or links or anything that you want to pitch for our, our listeners? Anything? Uh, yeah, but um, I have a coffee company in Florida, which I haven't been able to get to. Oh. Since last year, uh, Thanksgiving, which I cooked for everyone, nice. um, except no turkey, of course. Nope. Um, it's uh, communityroaster.com, and uh, it's organic shade, grown coffee, and we give back 10% of the, our profits to uh, Laos uh, because we dropped so much ordinance on them during the Vietnam War, and uh, one of our friends who worked with us is from Laos okay, uh, and saw horrible atrocities as a child. Um, and we're also offering a subscription uh, thing 
for uh, charities and progressive groups. Uh, they sell the coffee and they get a good share of the profit. And of course, you know, we make our share of the profit, you know, for providing the coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, communityroaster.com. Wonderful. That's and I have a blend, Fred's Monster Blend. And we have special uh, blends every uh, quarter. Amazing. Are you a bit of a, a coffee connoisseur yourself? Or- I'm a, no, I, I'm a, I just want regular coffee with a little bit of milk. Like a good old cup of cut Joe. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, no, no, no espressos, no lattes. I don't care if it's got foam on it, you know. See, when I when I go down to the U.S. to visit, uh, especially my we, my family and I, we go down to Florida often, um, I, I find finding a good cup of coffee is actually quite difficult uh, compared to up here. But what really gets me is a lot of the places we've gone down to in, in the U.S., there's a coffee tax. Do, do you have a what? coffee? Yeah, there's a coffee tax. There's actually, you have to pay a premium price just to get a cup of coffee. So if you go over into um, uh, like the New York State region, like it, it, it costs more to get a cup of coffee. That's not right. It's not right, but that's what maybe happens. The, maybe they're taking advantage of since y- y'all are so much nicer than we are. Maybe they're just taking advantage of. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, it's just the Tony Canadian tax. The, Tony had to pay the twenty four ninety nine coffee tax. <laughs> right. There's nothing worse than going down and having to pay like you know six dollars for a cup of coffee, and I'm just like, son of a bitch, it's only two dollars in Canada. <laughs> they're just laughing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Stupid Canadian. No, we we don't charge that, but if you come down, I'll let him know to charge it because you'll. <laughs> this guy's great he'll just pay anything for a cup of coffee it's true <laughs> i can't get my day going there's nothing worse than lying in bed in florida where you can't get going without a cup of coffee yeah you pay almost there anything. you go yeah so good to know <laughs> hey jimmy turn on the vending machine tax this <laughs> yeah. idiot's coming to stay <laughs> <laughs> just make sure he puts in a ten dollar bill and don't give him change yeah <laughs> excellent well once again for thank you very much uh, for spending some time with us on the show uh we'd love to have you back at some point and uh we'll make sure that we will post up uh the link for your coffee company on uh, our guests uh section of our website so for anybody who's listening and uh on the road and hasn't had a chance to check it out go over to www.thefap.ca and uh you can look up fred's profile and all the links that would uh lead to his coffee company if you're looking to get a good cup of joe Great. Awesome. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Have an thank amaz- you, guys. Have an amazing night. You too. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is the Fap 4 You can get us on Instagram. Is the Fap Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. Thefappodcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pocket. Ah, uh, uh, not again. Wicked sweet. Eh. <laughs>